Let us enter the Kano's Club. Today we're going to talk about the spiritual implications of a passage in Genesis 22, 2 through 14. Starting from Genesis 22, and you want to look and read along, Genesis 22, 2 says, He said, Take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Now, what are the spiritual implications of that? Firstly, first the natural, then the spiritual is what we're getting here. You have to act things out in the natural for the spiritual reality to come into manifestation. And again, we're talking about manifestation. How do we manifest it? Manifest our goals and dreams. You see, the natural realm is a copy or shadow of a present incoming spiritual reality that already exists. The future you, your future reality, is not a off-coming place, off-coming reality. It already exists. And for people to foretell the future prophecies, how can they prophesy or foretell the future if it didn't exist? They're foretelling and prophesying something that exists because they're connecting to the information of it that exists on a plane, in a dimensional realm that exists. So your future reality, future you, you in 20 years from now already exist in a dimensional realm. And when you tune and focus and obsess about that, you are connecting with that future realm. And that's how you bridge the present with the future. And it accelerates your future reality, which already exists, to the present. And you merge as one, you see. So, and by the spiritual, I mean, we're talking about the spiritual. We're talking about something that's a more concrete substance than the natural. You see, okay, the natural material substance of the world, the things we touch, the things we see, feel, smell, it has no inherent mass, no inherent mass. And you look at the previous videos, we talk about how uh, we're, 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 we're a conglomeration of spiraling vortices, gluons and quarks. Gl quarks are composed of, uh, held together by gluons it is only 0.1% uh, uh, mass in the quark. So where does all the other mass come? Gluons. But gluons have no inherent mass. It's phasing in and out of existence. So you're here and not here, here and not here. So what gives you material substance and reality and concreteness is the spiritual, not the natural. Uh, the, the natural is an extension of the spiritual. Without the spiritual, there would be no natural. So the true substance that gives the world its form and solidity is the spiritual. God had Abraham act out the sacrifice of Christ. God has to, you see, God has to have humanity partner with the spiritual so that the will of heaven will be birthed into the earth. Now going to the next verse, Genesis 22, 6, it reads, and Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he, and he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they went both of them together. So what does this imply? What are the implications of this verse? It's what it's saying is that the type of faith God requires is a daring, crazy faith. Abraham is taking, in this verse, Abraham is taking a knife and a fire 
as if he's going to kill his son. I know that's pretty crazy and daring. His son that is a miracle child and now he's going to kill it. Now he's going to terminate it. So extreme faith parallels stoetic, stoic obedience. Faith is not the absence of obedience. It's the presence of obedience is the revelation of faith. More obedience denotes real faith. What you do consistently shows what you believe in. Your daily acts, your daily methods shows your ideology and what's in your head. What's in your heart is what you manifest, what you do. So it's really important that we read the word and get things into our heart, not just our mind, but in our heart. That it's just uh, a part of our being that we just act it out and it's natural. You know, it's just like a second, like it's just... Uh, it, it's it's just pretty much natural uh, to us what we do. So going to the next verse, twenty two eight, Genesis twenty two eight, it reads, Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went both of them together. And what are the implications of that? So faith speaks. This is what it's saying. Faith speaks the God kind of faith calls those things that are not as though they are the secret that the secret is that you aren't lying it may seem like you're lying to yourself when you say the word of God when you say things that don't seemingly exist but as we talked about they do exist yeah uh, you won't be able to uh, pro prophesy it and foretell it if it wasn't already existent um, so you're not lying to yourself you're saying the word of God and everything God speaks is a reality. It's truth. It exists. It's it's there. Uh, so you're speaking the truth and all of the physical reality around you will have to shift to align with God's word. If something is not seemingly um, looking like it should be and God's word said it should it, it, it will be, then the physical reality will have to shift even if it's overnight or even if it's in a, in a and a time span of an hour, a lot of things can happen um, in one hour or in one minute. Um, so God sustains the world by his word. Who is the word? Jesus. Jesus is the word. So Jesus sustains the world. And Jesus lives in you. If Jesus lives in you, then Jesus sustains your world through you. You have the power through Christ to change your life living and it's living in you at all times the power to change your life your physical reality your world socially economically spiritually emotionally physically that power to change your life and create is living in you, living in you living in you at all times because of christ if christ lives in you he is, he is the power to change worlds. He is the power to create worlds. He's the power to create reality, to sustain reality. You see, going to Genesis twenty-two eleven, it reads, But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. The implications of that, what are we getting from that? Well, there's supernatural provision. Supernatural provision comes right before the breaking point. Abraham was seconds away from slaying his son, and an angel appeared. God answers at the height of your faith, at the breaking point. You have to be so convinced in what, what, what is said, what God said, that he would do it. 
that there is no longer a plan B. You don't have a plan B. Going to uh, Genesis 22 for um, uh, 13. It reads, And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering in, instead of his son. Also, the, f the fourth verse of this chapter, On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. So the emphasis is of Abraham lifting up his eyes. The implications of that are... Uh, you, lifting up your eyes, it signifies you need spiritual vision to walk in supernatural faith. You have to have eyes of an eagle and see from a high place, a vantage point to have strong faith. And when you can see it, you're able to walk into it, you're able to manifest it. You have to have the vision to see and walk in your future reality. If you can't see it, then you can't envision it. You can't, you can't walk in it. It's like, if you walk into a dark room, you don't know where you're going. You don't know what to expect. You can't navigate around uh, efficiently. But when you're able to see, you're able to walk into certain areas and go and traverse very much more easily, easily than if you're blind or if it's too dark. Uh, lastly, Genesis 22.14 says... So Abraham called the name of that place the Lord will provide, as it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. What are the implications of that? So when you can see it, you can have it. As we talked about spiritual vision in the last uh, implication, Abraham saw the resurrection of his son. He saw God fulfilling his word. So it happened. Uh, you know, it, 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 God considered him righteous. He prefigured or foreshadowed what was to come. So as it was said in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. The name of the place was called Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh means God will provide. God provides when you can see his provision from afar. So it's not just spiritual vision, but what type of spiritual vision you have. Spiritual provision. Spiritual vision of pro. Uh, Provision, spiritual vision of God providing. And it's interesting the word provision has vision in it, is that you're able to see what God can and will do, or what you expect God to do. Provision. All right, God will provide. But in order for God to provide, you have the vision, you have to have the vision to see it. And when we have the vision to see it, you'll walk and act in faith, and that's when God works. So this is another this is another lesson of manifestation, but it's also a lesson on faith. Okay, first the natural, then the spiritual. You have to have crazy daring faith. Faith speaks. Supernatural provision comes at right before the breaking point, so don't give up. That's just that just might be when God acts. Uh, you need spiritual vision, and God uh, provides. You have to be able to see the provision, God's sustenance from afar. I hope you've enjoyed this video. Like, comment, subscribe. And you have a fantastic day. Signing out.